Hello everyone and welcome back to the Unblemished podcast. This is our fifth episode. For those of you who are just tuning in to the Unblemished podcast, Unblemished is a platform for Christian women to share their stories of insecurity and struggle and through the immense vulnerability of storytelling, find lasting freedom in our creator. I'm super excited about today's episode. I got a chance just to talk to one of our content creators, Nikayla Willis, and talk to her about a variety of topics, Um, but she is just such a dear friend to me, and it was just so sweet to sit down and talk about what a community of Christian women should look like, her journey with friendship, friendships and relationships, and um, yeah, just really sweet to hear her story. This episode definitely reminds me of the importance in the story and the fact that each one of us has the capability and ability to change the world for God's glory and that all of us have unique stories and journeys we've been through and that when we share them, we encourage one another and really do live out what a Christian community is supposed to look like. So I hope you will enjoy today's episode. Michaela, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to talk to you today. Um, just like if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, maybe also answering like how you heard about Unblemished and kind of your connection to Unblemished, what's been encouraging to you, all of that good stuff. Okay, so um, I'm Michaela Willis. Uh, Katie and I met in high school. We didn't talk like all that much, but I thought she was super cool and I really wanted to talk to her more. Um, And so after high school, I kind of reached out to her and um, we talked a little bit on Instagram and then we ended up meeting for coffee. And then shortly after she reached out to me and asked me to be like a content creator on Unblemished, which I had kind of read some of her like Odyssey posts. And if it was anything like those, I knew I definitely wouldn't be part of it because those were so encouraging for me. And I thought that I, you know, definitely look into some of them and try it out. And so um, that's kind of how I came about. You just directly reached out to me. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is so funny just, like, how different people, like, come into your life. Like, you know, we went to high school for two years. We were, like, friends or whatever. But then just all, like, the sweet timing, like, after high school. Like, I, it's just so sweet how all of that works and Instagram sliding into the DM (laughs) um and I know so you did write a piece for Unblemished and so I would love if you could like walk us through the piece you wrote and I know you kind of said something like a lot of stuff's happened after you wrote that so kind of just like that whole story I'd love to hear about it okay so um basically the story that I wrote for Unblemished when I started out writing it I wasn't really sure what I wanted to write about and um I had seen so many other like really beautiful posts from other girls and I kind of started comparing myself to them and I kind of had to stop myself and say no 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 you need to write about your experiences because that's what each of them did and why you appreciated it so I had just gone through a breakup and I thought maybe I should write about that but every time I attempted to write about it it just didn't sit right it seemed more like I was just complaining about something um and before, um, right before I graduated, I lost connection 
or had a essentially a breakup with like my best friend of nine years and it was very messy and frustrating and I didn't know what had happened I didn't get closure it was a lot um so basically my post for unblemished was about how different friendships had affected me and when I was in elementary school I had about four different best friends each of them ended up either moving away like normal kids do. And I got really, I was sensitive. So I got a little attached and a little hurt that they would leave without saying anything. Or I had them genuinely bully me. And I thought that that's what friendship was supposed to be. And I didn't understand it. So whenever I met this friend and she didn't bully me, she, I, I thought this is the best person ever in the world. <laughs> I need to stick by this person's side forever. And, um, Slowly, as we like became better and better friends, and we stuck with each other, we kind of had a unhealthy codependence, and we realized that in, we individually realized that we were spending a lot of time together, and it was like us against the world. There wasn't a situation where it was she can go out and hang out with friends without me, and I could go out and hang out with friends without her. We were very clingy to each other and whenever I realized that I kind of knew that it was a problem but didn't address it because I didn't want anything to change and I didn't want to hurt her feelings in any way shape or form so as high school went on um she had was telling me less and less things about herself and personal feelings it was more like I was her mom than her friend and it kind of got really askew. Um, and when one of my friends came to me with a serious concern he had for her, and I addressed her, or I tried to address it with her, she denied it completely, kind of like you would a parent, like if they were like, were you drinking the other night? You're a friend. And he was like, no, no, totally not, dad. <laughs> She was, she was very much like that. So at that point, I kind of realized that she wasn't being 100% honest with me. And it all led up to prom night. Um, prom night, we were driving in separate cars. There was a bit of a miscommunication on the road and my headlights went out and they wouldn't go back on. And it was really scary. And um, she like turned off the road and I couldn't follow her where she was going. So I kind of just ended up pulling over into this very shady looking like car wash and it wasn't lit up at all. And so no headlights on top of a shady looking car wash. I was like, I need to leave. So I turn across traffic with no headlights and immediately get pulled over, <laughs> which um, kind of, the policeman was very kind and helped me out. And I got into a better lit area and tried to call her, text her, figure out what was going on. And this big miscommunication just blew up into something that was like way bigger. And it became very apparent that there was something that was unsaid that was fueling all of the emotions and all of the miscommunication. Um, and I didn't end up going to prom. She had said she didn't want to go and that she'd meet me at IHOP so we could chat and talk it out. She didn't show up to IHOP. Um, that's a thing that like me and all my friends would do we would go prom or whatever dance was going on and then we'd go to IHOP for like a really really late breakfast dinner thing <laughs> and it would be like a lot of fun 
but she didn't mention showing up and I didn't see her whenever school started back up for a little while and um, when she did come back to school she pretty much just avoided me and wouldn't talk to me about the issues um, essentially what ended up happening was that she had said we can agree to disagree and still be friends but it turned into a situation where she was avoiding me she moved seats in class just to not sit next to me and so I realized that I did not know what was going on and I needed to clarify and I didn't want to push her so I reached out to her and um, we sat down and we tried to talk about it and she kind of like the whole mother thing would refuse to address it with me and I had to make a decision at that point of whether this person was the right person for me in my life at that time. And I didn't know that that's the decision I was making until after I'd already made it because I could sit there and try and pry the feelings out of her or I could wait for her to come to me. And I think I decided to just wait for her to come to me and she never did. So I had to kind of accept that I didn't know what else I could do in this situation and that maybe she wasn't the best person for me. And through all of this, I had really good friends there listening to me and being able to be there for me when I was just in this huge state of confusion and frustration and like overall kind of depression because I didn't understand what was going on. And they like sat on my floor with me and like ate ice cream and just, got to talk some common sense into me and as I spent less time with this friend who overall we had like a toxic codependency with I realized all of the really really good people that were around me and that had stuck with me through all of it and that even if I had made poor decisions in the past by choosing this toxic friendship over spending time with one of these very very good understanding friends they still were there for me because they were very good understanding people and I realized that I just didn't give certain people enough credit and that I needed to and so we had a whole situation where I cried and I realized like oh my gosh I just have this terrible need to be needed by somebody people that don't need me but want me I can't accept that if they just want me, for some reason in my brain, it was less than being needed. When in all reality, if somebody wants you and they don't need you, it is amazing. Because that's like ultimately what our relationship with God is as well. Like we, he doesn't need us, but he wants us and he loves us. And that's the greatest thing ever. So to find people in my life that were like that was absolutely inspiring and just most amazing thing and I had to share that with like somebody <laughs> yeah no and I'm so glad and I think that was what your piece was called right the need to be needed or yes something like that I haven't been able to find a better way to put it honestly I've tried so hard <laughs> no I think that's so so beautiful and so profound and I think like you know I think so often we think like our walk with Christ is so unique or like so separate from our human lives. But I think in like our relationships with other people, but like 
the Christian walk is like, we're supposed to do it together. Like the, what's special about Christianity is the community. And it's really sweet how like you were able to learn something about Jesus through like your friendships and their community. And yeah, I just think that's so powerful. And it's like, I think it's so relatable that like, it's just not, not sad. Cause I think it's so important what happened to you and no regrets or anything, but like how, what happens when we were young, like those relationships you had where you were treated horribly, like compounded and, you know, affected you probably greater than you realize when you're like a little kid, you know? And, and I know you've said like some stuff has maybe happened since the article was posted and all of that. So, and kind of how that led to a revelation or, you know, those kind of things. So what exactly was that part of the journey? Well, um, after I had finished writing the article, um, I was actually talking to my brother and I had the revelation of like having, I wouldn't have realized that I had this obsessive need to be needed in somebody's life without the article, 100%. It was because I wouldn't have done that much stuff analyzing and taken a step back and been objective about it because I wanted people to look at it objectively and not just that somebody's experience. So since then, um, me and this friend had talked and I did realize that um, she just was in such a rough spot that she couldn't see outside of herself into what was happening with the friends around her. She was more um, concerned with like family issues and things like that that were really important to her. And she didn't feel like she could trust anybody to talk to them about it. And um, overall that made me sad, but also, you know, I had to learn like, she also didn't know that she had friends there the whole time to listen to her. And so um, upon this last quarantine period, um, I've met a friend who's just absolutely wonderful. From the first moment that we started talking, um, he has been genuine and kind and understanding and has reached out to me. Um, I know a lot of people, that's very hard to be the first one to reach out. And um, he, he's very sweet. We met through a board game night that we all did online. We did like online board games. And it was, it was just, he's been consistently understanding of if I have something going on or a scheduling issue, I never have to worry about him a miscommunication because of how clear he is. And um, he's just been such a wonderful example of what God could put in my life and has put in my life. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't be more thankful for being able, not for quarantine, not for the coronavirus, more thankful that I found this person through it. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for you too. I'm just like, it's so sweet to see like the Lord bless you with this friendship that you truly deserve. And I think, you know, it's like, you probably wouldn't have appreciated it without kind of seeing what it's like without that, or, you know what I mean? And so exactly, it's just, it just makes it even more sweet. And I think, you know, what I loved about what you said about, I'm so glad you got to talk to that person and 
maybe have a little bit of closure. But more than anything, I think in any time it's realizing like there's two sides to the story and that she also was going through something. And obviously that does not take away the mistake she made or the pain she caused, but it does just show you always that people are complicated and complex and they have their own stuff. And that's the hard part of relationships is like navigating that we're all going through different things and processing emotions at different times and different ways. So thank you for sharing that. And another thing that I wanted to say is, well, first of all, I'm so grateful for your vulnerability and that you shared your story on Unblemished that like truly it's just like a blessing to me that I could even provide that for you. But it really fit with one one thought like I was having yesterday of like the difference between vulnerability and like being vulnerable and like how I think it's really easy to like say you're vulnerable in this issue or this like topic, but then sometimes that's not actually being vulnerable because you can like kind of use like fake vulnerability and say, I'm being really open about this, but not actually being vulnerable about what you need to be. And I think just like how you shared kind of thinking about like, what do I want to write about? And like it more, like I'm just so grateful that you chose to write about something that was tough to write about. And you know, there probably were other things you could have written about, but you didn't. And I'm so grateful for that. And I think you would say that choosing to be truly vulnerable really did bring a lot of freedom and restoration or, you know, just showed you a lot of different things. So thank you again for writing your piece. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for giving me the opportunity. It genuinely has helped me. And it has, honestly, I wouldn't have thought that sitting down and trying to write something so that I can show somebody who doesn't know any of the context of the situation would be so beneficial because you're not trying to just write to complain because some people just vent out all of the emotions through writing that's a great way to just get it all out of there so you don't hold it in but getting to write it simply because I will want to be able to help other people and simply because I wanted to maybe learn a lesson from it was like a crazy change of perspective yeah it like frames it in such a different way and even I still sometimes am like that like it's you know I sometimes equate unblemished to like writing a journal but everyone else reads it but it's like really not because when I write my journal I know I'm just going to read it and so it's easy for you to just vent and be like you know all these (laughs) but when you're like someone is going to read it it does it kind of just makes you think about like how do I want someone to look at this situation? And then, and then at the end, you're kind of like, wait, that's how I should look at the situation. You know, or like, wait, did I really learn this? Like, I didn't realize I had learned this or needed to learn. <laughs> so it is exactly. sweet. Um, another thing, I know that art is a super important part of your life. You are an incredible artist. Um, yes, no, seriously, <laughs> so incredible. And so I know you said that that's kind of been like a sweet part of your journey, maybe also during this quarantine time. So I'd love to hear about kind of what that looks like right now for you. Absolutely. Um, Art's like been a huge part of my life. It's what I want to do for a career if I possibly ever can. Um, And during the past four years, I've had a lot of issues with being comfortable painting um, and painting things that I like specifically and just simply because I like them not to make anyone 
happy or for judges or anything like that, which was a huge part of like any high school artist experience for me to, you know, if you want to win awards, you want to get your name out there, that kind of thing. But that wasn't really, judges aren't looking for things that are like emotionally profound. They're looking for things that are more technically profound. And um, not that I don't appreciate that part of art, it's just one of those things that it changed the way I viewed it. And it didn't make me appreciate it as much or I wasn't creating things that I loved anymore. So um, for the past year, I've been really struggling with painting at all because it's been so hard. Everything has seemed like a job instead of like something that I wanted to share with the world. And I definitely believe that you know, we're, we're all given gifts to share and that if we don't share them, it's kind of like, you know, it's like if your grandma knitted you a sweater and you never once wore it, you know, it's just kind of sad. It's like, she made that for you. She wants you to appreciate it. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It looks great on you. It's just, you're a little bit shy because you aren't confident. So I think if, I was just a little bit more confident or something like that. I always thought that if I became more confident or more intense with, like if I worked harder, then I could be able to just share my art and get that passion back. And it just wasn't happening. Um, and then once I met this friend, they were so inquisitive about it. They just asked me question after question. And I don't normally run into people that are interested in hearing why I create what I create or how I do it um and they just were so interested and they found it so amazing they had it was like when a child thinks you're the most beautiful girl in the world it was the same way it he just looked at it like it was some masterful piece that I see a bunch of flaws in and he saw so much more in and so getting to have a friend like that and getting to have, to explore why I make what I make has really inspired me and realized this is a gift. Not everybody can do this. Not everybody can take something and make it into this like beautiful piece that's not exactly reality. Um, and I kind of realized that that was a, a huge piece of me that was missing for about four years because I if I don't create um I find myself getting kind of irritable or upset really easy and because it's just such an integral part of me um and so this person has really helped me I've painted more in these past two months of like corona quarantine than I have in the past four years so I'm very grateful for this person and very grateful that I have friends that are here supporting me and help helping encourage me. Wow, that is so, so sweet. And I will say, you said like, it is a gift that not everyone has. And you have a very special gift. I have no artistic capabilities when it comes to painting or anything like that. So, and it's just so sweet because I know that that is a part of your life. And it's so cool how God gifts people with those talents and how it becomes a way to better know yourself and better know him. And just like, I'm sure that kind of your art journey, has it been like reflected in your faith journey? Or do you feel like, how, how have those kind of integrated themselves? 
Absolutely. It's definitely been, um, it's been, inc it's been incredibly enlightening because one of the th reasons that I started painting overall was um, one moment where I looked up at the sky and saw all the stars when I had it the night before. And I just marveled at those are millions of light years away or however far they are. <laughs> and it's amazing that God made those and it slowly started to click like God made literally everything around me. And all I can do is maybe try to replicate it or try to share my vision of it. And the fact that he's given me the opportunity or the chance to be a creator, like he is a creator is just mind blowing. And it's, it's like, I could never do anything compared to God. Like he's, he's made exactly every piece of me, both like outside, inside, and everything that goes in between. Um, and so I can't hope to get anywhere close, but I want people to feel like I tried. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I think that's so, that's so true. And like, I remember kind of unblemished started because I went to like Yellowstone last summer and just being in that creation, I was just like, so aware of like, I'm creation, you know, and like, God finds beauty in us, you know, like he, we find beauty in his creation. Um, and we should be able to find that beauty in ourselves and the other people he's created, um, which is definitely a lot easier than, easier said than done. Um, but I love that of how, like, you've gotten to know that characteristic of him as creator, like, so beautifully through your art. Oh, that just is so precious. Well, I want to say, like, if you you know unblemished like most of the time it's like stories or whatever but I definitely accept any medium and so if you ever want to share any of your artwork or anything like that I just want to say like you have that platform and I would love to like provide that space for you maybe even like sharing something with this podcast like we could like as like on the social media or something I would love that sure I would love to do something like that that would be so much fun Yes, no, of course. And that's what I want to encourage because I think not everyone processes emotions through like story writing or like writing words, you know, and sometimes it is like a poem or a song or artwork, you know, and so also saying like, that's part of how God has created us. And so definitely would love to provide that for you. So we will definitely talk about that. I'd love to do that. Absolutely. That sounds like so much fun. Yes, I'd love that. So, um, is there, I mean, I know you've like talked about how this friends come into your life, art and everything like that, but is there like something maybe specific or more you want to share about what the Lord has been teaching you or showing you recently during this COVID-19 time or outside of that as well? I think a big thing that I've definitely taken for granted um, from living from, at, at living from home um, and doing the jobs that I do is, um, so I'm also, I'm also a nanny. Um, so it is just how much I take the people's time for granted. Um, I think I take, I, I'm going to be stop nannying for these kids. Um, I started when they were, one of the kids was five weeks old and now he's a year and two months and I'm going to be stopping in about two months. So because I'm going to be moving, and um, it's, it doesn't feel like it's been a year with him, and uh, it's taught me a lot, just that experience alone has taught me a lot um, about 
how I've learned so much from these children who essentially are supposed to be learning from me, but they're, they've taught me probably more than I've taught them. They're so very genuine and sweet. And um, they, they've been a very raw representation of what God wants for us. Um, just this because kids want to just get hugs and love and play it's all they want and it's very surprising that I would learn so much from a five-week-old baby (laughs) that um I've been watching and on top of that being home with my family I have um a little sister who's 11 and she's growing up so fast and um I realized if I move out, I'm probably going to miss all of her teenage years. And so I have to really take that time with her now and take that time to get to know them as individuals more than just my siblings, but as people that want to see me or talk to me. And I have to make the effort to call whenever I leave and all of that. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a raw subject because of how much I know I'm going to miss them. But they're still, you know, your siblings, so you get a little bit like, oh, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mixed emotions for sure. Oh, wow. And that's so, so true. I think this time, like, I mean, for so many, I mean, knowing that we're so privileged during this time, you know, able to say like, oh, there's good that's come of this time is a real blessing. But just like how when everything is stripped away, you realize like we do all kind of come back to this childlike of like, well, you know, like we're really kind of just going with it day by day, whatever happens. And it's really sweet. And I think this time does really show you how important time is and not taking things for granted. And I hope we do like can carry those lessons whenever life maybe starts picking back up a little bit more, whatever happens after all of this is over. Um, so I know when, so when I first started the podcast, I remember even before I started it, I had sent out a thing to people who had written for Unblemished, kind of saying like, what would you like to see in this podcast? And I think one of the things you talked about was wanting to have conversations about Christian community and friendship and relationships. And so one of the questions I want to ask is like, what are the biggest things that you would like to see changed? Or maybe like those areas, like why was that something you wanted to hear talked about kind of, you know what I mean? Of like, why is that something you think we need to be talking about? Um, Well, I didn't grow up in a uh, church-based community. I was um, a Christian and I went to a Christian school, but I wasn't in a church. And um, I'd gone to my friends' churches. And recently, this last year, I had gone to and was a member of a church for a year. And then I went to, I think, five other churches just to figure out what worked for me or best for me. And there were some things that I consistently didn't like and things that I did like. And um, I feel like one thing that we all do as Christians to some degree is have this almost exclusive feeling community that especially among among women, where kind of there's an expectation for your level of belief or who what kind of person you have to be if you believe and not much wiggle room. So if you uh, 
um, are kind of difficult to say in your face. People will judge you. Or if you don't go to church, I've been judged my entire life because I don't go to church, but I'm still a Christian. Um, and I thought that that was really unfair, especially as a kid. I was like, I don't, I don't make the choice. I can't drive myself to a church every Sunday. I didn't make the choice. But um, upon making that choice, I kind of realized that, you know, a traditional church community isn't what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a tradition, a community of people that will, that I can lean on and have conversations with. And um, because a lot of the church communities that I had gotten involved with were rather judgmental. And I don't know if those just the specific ones that I went to, or if it was um, because it's somewhat common in churches for people to be a little bit too judgmental and condemning too fast. Um, and I understand it's because we're cautious, but also at the same time, um, it doesn't feel welcoming. And I know that's not all Christians. And I know there's a lot of beautiful, wonderful Christian women out there that are just so accepting no matter what. Um, but it was it was a thing that was on my mind. And I thought I would like to know other people's opinions on it. Yeah, I think it's so true of like, we just need to talk about it because I think so many, even myself, like, I would love to say, I'm so inclusive, like, all of these things, but then it's, like, I'm inclusive if someone comes up to me, or even on the other side, I'm, it's, like, I'm not inclusive because I feel excluded, you know what I mean? It's, like, once I eventually make my way through and am part of the group, then I will include other people, and, yeah, I just think, I think it's so easy as Christian women, Christians, to just, like, want to present one image to the world of how we are, but it's just unrealistic. And I just think, you know, we're supposed to be the light of the world. And part of that is admitting our flaws and being honest about things. And so, and yeah, being able to admit, we're not doing this as it should be done, you know? And so thank you for sharing that. And I do hope that we can just continue a dialogue about that. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the last questions I like to ask everyone, and it's hard because I know it's such like a broad question, but if someone was just going to take away one thing from this podcast, what would you want it to be? That is a good question. And I've thought about this a lot, like if, because I try and figure out how what I say will affect people or what I say will impact people because I know words have power. And like the biggest thing I think is that I would like people to maybe recognize the people that God has put in your life. Um, and I think that I would like people to, I don't know, maybe tell them thank you or like let them know if, they, if you appreciate them. Maybe And maybe try to learn something. Any situation that you're in, like a relationship or friendship, um, to strive to learn something, either about yourself or like just some sort of like maybe if you tried you know a new flavor at Starbucks while you were their friend maybe that's what you learned from that friendship that you like something new but maybe try and learn something about yourself or why God put you where you are or even just that other person and how people work um because that was something that I think after writing this article has stuck with me just to be aware that these people are individuals and that every experience you have 
is something you can learn from, whether it's good or bad. I love that. And let me just say, I, I want to say, I'm so grateful you're in my life. You are such a unique person and like, I'm just so blessed to know you. You know, it's just one of those things where you're like, it's so cool to know someone that's passionate about this or is this way because you're, there's no one else like you. And so I just want to say thank you so much for being in my life. And yeah, I just really want to say that. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for reaching out to me at all. Like that's, I know it can be like really hard and <laughs> sometimes it's intimidating. And thank you for being so positive. You've always been such a bright soul. Like you've had such a precious bright soul that just made everyone around you smile. And I will, I will admit I was a little intimidated in high school, 100%. <laughs> but like upon getting to know you better, I realized like you just, you just, you like involving people. And I'm really proud to be able to be like, yeah, I'm friends with her. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll say, I was so scared of everyone in high school. <laughs> like, like a new kid until like junior year. And it was, it was scary. I didn't like it. <laughs> but it, I'm like, so grateful now for the experience and the people it brought me. So Michaela, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Truly so good to catch up with you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. A big thank you to Michaela for coming on the show. I hope you guys were just encouraged and that your days were brightened by this conversation because it certainly did brighten my day. Um, and I hope that you guys will tune back in in a couple weeks for our next podcast. Until then. <laughs>